You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilin Podcast Network. Salute Podcast. You're always in the service of Salute Podcast. You always, you always, you always, you always in the service of me. Salute, 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 salute. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? What they do? Welcome to another episode. Of the Salute Podcast. I am your boy, retired Chief Master Sergeant Pat Wilcox, aka the Hip Hop Chief, aka Conscious Rhyme of the group Purgatory. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of all current and proud military members and the elements of hip hop. So if you can rap, also dress fresh, and you served your country, the salute is for you. So today I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I got my man. Uh, MRK on the show, but before we get into him, I got to shout out all the sponsors. So, you know, if you're on YouTube or you're watching this on the group, uh, at the bottom, you're going to see the sponsors pop up and then, you know, I'll I shout them all out one by one. So first and foremost, there we go. So shout out to audio, audio swim. Shout out to my man, you know what I'm saying? Shorty pimp. 305 Day County All Day at Premier Element in UAE. Shout out to that feeling podcast uh, for giving us the, the, the opportunity to come on here and do our thing on here, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate the love. And um, last but not least, shout out to Patreon. Thank you very much, Patreon, for, for, for sponsoring this show. So, um, full disclosures up front. There would not be a salute podcast if it wasn't for my man MRK SX. Just I'm just gonna keep it all the way 100. It would not be a salute podcast. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory before we get into you know I'm gonna give him this illustrious introduction and then we're gonna get into the show. But I gotta tell you, so I'm 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 in Miami. Uh, my father had been having some respiratory issues and my uncle was down there and he was having some issues. So I was in Miami, you know, trying to check on him, and I really was in a, a bad mood, man. I really wasn't, I really wasn't feeling good. And then, you know, I mean, I got this, I got this text, and it's like, hey, I want to chop it up with you. I want to talk with you about uh, some some ideas. And I'm like, mm, I really wasn't in the mood, but I say, you know, I, you know, he always come up with me. I, I want to hear what he got to say. So I chopped it up with him, and then he started talking to me, and he started building what would become the salute. He was like, yeah, you know, um, you know, there's no place really. For people like me and you, don't form any place like that. For people like me and you, like-minded, who was in the military and who love hip hop, there's nothing like that. I know there's a there's a there's a big you know there's a big audience out there for it, but there's nobody out there like that. He said, you know, you would probably be a good ambassador because you went through the military, you know, what I'm saying you 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 retired E9 man, you love hip hop, so you the hip hop chief, you would be an excellent person to, to spearhead head that. I was like, okay, it's like, you know, hip hop spread all over. This was what got me. He said, hip hop spread all over the world through the military. And I was like, God damn it. Why I didn't think of that? I was like, man. <laughs> After he finished, I was like, damn, why I didn't think of that? That's like the, the best idea. So 
a little later, a couple of days later, he hooked me up with Black. Black was the first guy on the show. So he hooked me up with Black. A couple of, you know, a little bit longer. I had worked, I had got a, 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 a slogan. I had got a, a you know, a, a, a logo. And the next thing, about another week, I was on there. I mean, a, a span of maybe three, four weeks, this all happened. Just from him talking to me about that. I mean, if anybody is a poster child for what we're doing right now, it would be a prototype would be MRK. You know, he was in the military, U.S. Air Force, uh, E-5. He said, you know what? I'm following my dreams. I'm going to do my dreams. I, the military is good, but I'm going to make this happen. I didn't do that. And, and, and I wanted to, but I didn't do it. I don't know if it's fear. My man, Op Solo, was on. I asked him the question, and he told you exactly this. He, he didn't do it. So, I mean, it's commendable that this man went out and did that. I, I met him through my man Bronx. He talked about Premier Element. One time, Shorty Pimp 305. I was doing a show, I think it was like 2013 Atlanta, a little TV show. I was on there, I met him there, and I said, I heard him rhyme. I said, okay, this cat, this cat, nice. <laughs> he nice. And so, I mean, I saw him around. We had a couple meetings here and there, and I found out he did videos. So I was trying to promote my album at the time, the unauthorized bio Pat Wilcox, and I needed a, a video shot. So my first video I ever shot in my life, he shot the video for me. I had my family there. It was like a, a big event. Uh, it's called... Yeah, you remember nice. It's called. It was called Expendables. Country yeah, yeah. was out there on YouTube. First video, MRK shot. It. I ever shot was by MRK. Um, the man is is just a, is just a phenomenal threat, man. He sings. He he produces. You know what I'm saying? He he uh you know fashion dude. You know what I'm saying? He does videos. You know he sings. It, it, it just he does it all, man. And and uh, he's worked with the likes of Arrested Development. Uh, 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 you know, Crooked Eye, Royce the Five Nine, man. He, I know it's people I'm missing, but he do justice to Detroit. Now, my favorite part is when you do D Jay Diller. When you do Jay Diller, I'm all on that. You, you know, say so you, you go hard with it and you represent the D town to the fullest, man. So, without further ado, the man, the myth. What's up? What's up, man? What's up, my man? E MRK, SK, what's going on, man? Listen, man, um, I'm honored to be here. I, I actually, uh, I don't really do interviews anymore, um, but I had to build with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that that your voice uh, is going to be incredibly important, man. And to taking some of that gray that's in between hip hop and the military and coloring it in a little bit better, making it a little more black. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 uh it's a real weird it's a weird thing man you know you know right there man and i and through watching you and you got op solo over the years um you guys articulate ideas incredibly well within your music you know what i'm saying and 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 to each other and you're very honest and 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 forthcoming and um to be honest like i i always looked up to the guys that could do exactly what you did which was finished the military you, you know i i <laughs> man i used to we'll, we'll get we'll get in we'll get into yeah. it but I, <laughs> but, I, but i but i look up but i but i but i but i honor you man you know what i'm saying i thank you for your service i thank you for, thank you. for, for thank fin you, finishing strong you know what i mean you know and as a black man to run the entire race and to have hip-hop you know what i mean to be to embody what hip-hop is like the whole way like you ain't lose it Mm -mm. you know what i'm saying in order to be a chief like you didn't you didn't lose it and uh i'm just convinced there's not another you out there man so, so, <laughs> so I'm, glad, I'm glad that you that you you took me up on my my offer 
and thanks to Black for uh, for coming in, man, and, and, and spearheading it uh, with you to get it started, man. I, I only expect great things moving forward, man. So, so yeah, so shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to my guy, to Bronx. I ain't seen him in a minute, man. It's always love. Yeah. Much love Enjoy to him. you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, thanks for, for introducing me uh, to this guy. And, uh, you know, we, we like bumped into each other on, on the set. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know you was in the military. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you know, uh, obviously it made sense after, you know what I mean, figuring out, out all of the connections. But but uh, I just thought you was dope. You know what I'm saying? You had a real, like, you reminded me of, like, like a rock him, Like, like your whole, your whole. And then when I found out later, that was like, your guy, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the whole, but it was, it was fresh, like now, but it was, it was like you embodied. <laughs> that type yeah. of you know what I mean like that that's what it was all about man and uh and so yeah man I'm just glad to be here fam hey man I'm happy you all that you know what I'm saying I appreciate it man you know uh, uh you know it was, it was a rough road but when you start breaking it down to me that day I was like man yeah maybe you right maybe I can do something you know what I mean so man yeah. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be on here, man. So it ain't, I ain't gonna, it ain't about me. I, it's about you today. So I, I want to make sure I get all these questions in and, you know, you get to answer them the way you want to answer them. And we okay. have a good time on here, man. So, uh, you know, so first off, like I do everybody, man, just you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, and, and, you know, your job, what your job was in the military. And we just start from there. We just roll, we'll roll on. For sure, man. Uh, in, in terms of my name, you can pronounce it a few different ways. You know, my first name, my given name is Mark. So you can just call me Mark. M-R-K is just shorthand for Mark. SX is actually shorthand for socks. You know what I'm saying? So it's M-R-K. Pronouncing M-R-K socks, Mark socks, just M-R-K, SX. M-R-K also stands for Michigan Rap King. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like, uh, however you feel it, I did that on purpose. You dig? Like, yeah. However you feel it, I haven't come across to you. You're free to uh to, to call me that. Uh it's a name that I that I embodied a few years ago after carrying another name for some years, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. Uh, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Um, born and raised. Um, joined the military. My my story was it was it was a lot like like ops last week. 17, moms had to sign, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um it's weird because I think I think a lot of us got like these stories man and, and we're 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 primed for that type of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. to go on military look i didn't have any answers when i you know the first time my mother ever asked me what i wanted to do was when i was sitting on the couch after graduation and i was sitting there watching tv and she was like so what do you want to do and man my homeboy Derek, who was a grade behind me he worked at a furniture shop and he had a car and i was like well I, maybe I can get a job with Derek and I could get a little piece of car or something and find an apartment to take my girlfriend to. And and uh that was my plan, dude. I had not put in one single college application. I cost. <laughs> Hell, I barely graduated high school. You know what I'm saying? I would just have it was over. You feel me? Uh-huh. And so, uh, 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 I did not know what I wanted to do at all, man. Not in the least. My dad and my grandfather um, was in my ear, like like intermittently talking about the Air Force. Like they like they both was was at me about the military. But man, I didn't even know anybody that was in the military. Like my uncle was in the Vietnam, but I just saw pictures and shit. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really know what that was about, you know. 
And so I was I, I I didn't I wasn't in ROTC like any of that, bro. You know, but uh the girl the, the young lady I was I was seeing at the time, I thought I wanted to marry her. I'm 17 years old, thinking I want to marry this young lady. And uh and we get to talking, her and I, and I said, We well, you know my dad, and then, you know, he was talking about the military, they said he'd take care of you and you know, <laughs> all of this, bro. And uh and uh man, I graduated in June, bro. I picked up the book, I made three phone calls. I called the Navy. They told me that uh some they was busy and somebody would call me back later. I said, okay, cool. I called the Marines. The guy talked to me for a little while. He was like, um, he and then we set up an appointment for him to come like the following week. Cool. Called the Air Force, dude said, What's your address? He got in his car and drove to my house right then. The only reason why I joined the Air Force is because dude got in his car. Sergeant King got in his car right then, came to see me. Came to see me, took me to the mall, bought me some ice cream. You ice cream right? did it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He was he was he was he was fresh to death in his dress blues. Uh-huh. He told me sweet man, you know what I mean? And uh <laughs> and he got to talking about the ass bath, you know what I mean? I said, okay, sure, you know. And uh uh, uh took that test, did pretty good on that, and uh uh went into the maintenance side. And and uh, wound up becoming a, a a crew chief, man. Uh, on on a C fives, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, actually, on all heavies, I would I would wind up being a crew chief on C five, C seventeen, C one forty one, C one thirties. Like, you know, we even worked on AWACS a little bit. Like, like if it was a big plane, like, and it and it and it, and it came within uh, my vicinity, I was on it. You know, uh, wound up getting stationed in in Altus, Oklahoma was my first station. Uh, was there for a couple of years. Yeah, for a couple of years. <laughs> was there for a couple of years. Um they sold the maintenance to civilians. Went to Dover, Delaware for like five years. You know what I'm saying? Uh um got orders to go overseas where I would spend the next seven years uh in in Japan. You know what I'm saying? Spent some time in Okinawa at Kadena. And then, and then spent even even longer time in Tokyo at, at Yokota, and uh, Yokota when I when I got out, like Yokota was was the base in which I, I I got out. I got out back in 07, You know what I'm saying? So I've been I've been gone for quite some time. You, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so that's my you know. Unless you ask for more details, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah. I um, mean, that was a lot. I didn't know, I didn't know you was in that long, man. I thought you was maybe yeah. eight years and you was I, done. But I did 13 years and got out on a technicality. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's I got, it. yeah That's I got more amazing. I'm telling you, 13 years by that time, everybody want to stay. 100%. And again, Nobody I want to leave. Get into it. <laughs> yeah. You have now. It's like, you know, you know, you all the way into it. You got, you know, do your 20, you done. Listen, absolutely. I felt the same way. Damn, man. You know what I'm saying? I, man. Felt, I, I would, I would feel, I did feel the same way. Damn, man. My, my story was like that, man. I, I didn't know nobody in the military, man. My cousin went to the military, and when mm-hmm. she went, you know what I mean? She used to call me all the time, you know, in, in, in Alaska. She got stationed in Alaska. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, she went to tech school with, 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 with Op Solo. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, she went yeah. there, and she yeah, was yeah. talking to me about it. She used to call me in the middle of the night, man. I said, yeah. I'm not going no no military. I don't right. know nobody in the military. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to no military. She kept talking. And then I, I said, but she you know, unfortunately, she passed. She had, you know, got yeah. an accident, and she yeah. passed. And then I started thinking, like, man, I'm home. Then I had my daughter on the way. I said, well, maybe, you know, I guess, it, you know, and I had a cool recruiter, recruiter too. His name was Norris. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? And he was like, you know, because I did the same thing. You know, I went to the army. 
I went to the Marine, but I had I worked at Win Dixie, and I had dudes that was at Wacken Hut, and they was all prime military. So they would always tell me, "Look, you need to go to the Air Force." I'm like, "Why?" And I, I want to wear the uniform like the Marines. I like it. They're like, "No, you don't want to go to the Marines. You do not want to go to the Army. You do not want to go to the Navy." And they gave me all the reasons why not. He would talk to me so sweet, man. Like what the Marine dude was saying to me, yo, his pitch was the absolute best for real. Yeah, I I'm, bet. Yeah. I'm sure if my man didn't get in his car that day to come see me, I would have became a Marine. Like I'm oh. sure, because homie, his, his pitch was sweet. It was yeah. real. That what I want to be. And then it was all like, don't do it. And I just happened to go. I, cause I went to all those places. They showed me the video. What, what sold me on the Air Force at the time? They didn't have no gas chamber. All the rest of them had gas. They showed me the video. I'm like, man, dude, snot and come out his nose. Do I want to do that? No. They showed me the Air Force video. The dude walking in his blues. He's yeah. you know, he's he's just showing his, you know, how they got his, you know, they, they got his stuff folded in the drawer and all. I said, yeah, like, yeah. I want to go. I want to go right there. Yeah. And so that's how that's how I wound up going. So you know, we had a similar story. I was, but I was older, man. I was like 21, 22. Right. I had done a whole bunch of stuff, and then right, right. I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to leave Miami. You know, I don't know how this gonna work out. So it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, man. You you answered my second question, man. You, um, where did you serve and why? So you answered that, man. And my my next question is, how did the military influence uh, how you do music? Um. Well, it broadened my horizons. Uh, you know, most people have probably answered this question the same. You know, meeting people from other cultures, uh, and not only meeting them but befriending them. You know, and, and understanding their struggles and, and, and understanding how a lot of their struggles are like the same as your struggles, um, and, you know, but just kind of in their way. I feel like um, uh, I had some very impactful relationships with people from other cultures uh, when I when I when I travel. And um, I think that 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 definitely influenced my pen. You know, I, I, I felt like I was. I feel like I write from a, a, a place of, of 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 pain, but but uh, I'm always at work on repairing it, right? Like mm -hmm. so, so uh, I'm very aware of of the pain of other cultures, and so I, I think it helped me in order to 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 write better. You know what I'm saying? In terms of that, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I can yeah. tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, my I had something like that, man. I would go when I was at Panama. I just kind of saw the pain. Or some of that, and when I was in Korea too, I mean, people used to mess with the Koreans, and they were like, "We don't like kimchi; they smell like kimchi." Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? And, and I guess I really, you know, I, I was kind of like that American mind frame yeah. too, like, you know, why they act like this, why they dress like this, or why they this way. Then I would talk, you know, because it was the Koreans in, in the fire station at Osan. You know, mm -hmm. the, the the Americans had the front part, and in mm -hmm. the back, the Koreans had their own little area. They wouldn't even eat with us, mm -hmm. and so you know, you know, they uh, Americans would talk so bad about the Koreans and what they smell like. So one day. I asked the Korean, I said, hey, yo, man, what you think Americans smell like? And he was like, y'all smell like cheese. <laughs> That's what he said. And, and I'm telling you, that changed my perspective on a whole lot of things. And it, and it, it did affect my pen because I was like, yo, yeah. I say, <laughs> my first roommate, my first roommate was a Mexican guy named named Tachi Marino, man, from uh, from from uh, Kyle, Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandmother uh, at, the, at the time, um, she asked me. Did I have a roommate? I told her, yeah. She said, well, what is he? You know, she, she, my grandmother's one of the most racist. I love her to death. She's one of the most mm -hmm. racist people I met. In my <laughs> I know some of them. I got uh, some of them. <laughs> it is what it is, man. And, but, but, uh, but, uh, she yeah. said, 
what is he? And I said, well, he's Mexican. She says, does he stink? You know. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by Audio Swim. Go to audioswim.com today and upload your tracks for as little as $5 a track. Premier Element UAE. Go to www.premierelement.com and get your representation. They don't do just music. They do sports as well. And also, Get The Plugs. Go to www.gettheplugs.com. Enter in code INT15 on checkout and you will get a 15% discount. Oh, and you don't have to pay for them up front. They also accept Suzzle. Now back to the show. I said, and his was funny. Now dig this. His was crazy. He was the cleanest dude I ever met in my life, right? Iron ironed his socks clean. Like he was super clean. I was the nasty ass <laughs> 15-year-old. Like, like going to the gym and then going to sleep without taking a shower. Like, like I was, yeah, like I was, I was the funky one. It was me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually was really clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, 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 so I, I, I'd like, like, for instance, um, this, this really impacted me to this day, bro. Tachi, uh, was a musician. Okay. He was a musician. My first roommate, he's a musician. And uh, he played Tejano music. So I don't, I don't know if, if, if you're familiar with Tejano oh, oh, music. Oh, yeah. I was in Texas. Yeah. I did my time in Texas. So I don't. Right. So you know what it is. Yeah, it's, I it's, do. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like the Mexican version of, uh, um. Line dance. What do you, uh, uh, yes, yes. But I, but <laughs> I, I, I like to liken it to, uh, to Jamaican, um, what is the, 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 uh, the J- Jamaican music, um. Uh, it's like their version of dance hall, right? Like basically like reggaeton, reggaeton, or something like that. No, nah, I would say more like dance hall, meaning that like okay, it that, all, yeah. like, like it all sound the same, but mm-hmm. it don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like it all sound the same, but it don't. You know? Yeah. But you you got to listen to a lot of it to understand that it don't all sound the same. Yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so he was a, a Tejano musician, and his biggest. Uh, inspiration at the time, man, was uh, Selena, and I happened to be sitting in the dorm room with him when he discovered she passed away. And I had never heard of Selena, you know what I mean. And my introduction to Selena was watching my friend grieve her death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And, and so, and that was really big on me. And he would go to these Tejano parties. You know, we was at, we was at the bottom of Oklahoma. Altus is all the way at the bottom of Oklahoma. So, so um, we would go to Texas. I got, I think it was Lubbock. We would go, and he would go to these these Tejano parties. And I will obviously be the only brother up in there, man. I'm like 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? Sitting up in there, everybody got on tight ass blue jeans. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and iron white buttons. Feel me? But I, <laughs> right? like I'm in there kicking it, you know. And what I found, what I found was through that. And uh, even through my homeboy Dave that introduced me to California, and I met Samoans, and like what, like what I found through these these situations is, is people are actually excellent ambassadors of their cultures. Yeah. Like they see people from from outside, uh, they like welcome you in. They want you to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know what I mean? Like it's totally uh, maybe not what you would think. So I, I and I do feel like a lot of that influenced my writing, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. 
Yeah, you yeah. can tell, man. It just, you can tell that you know that that you got you you um that you experienced some stuff, and I think experiences Bruh. makes your pen nasty. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it's that growth with that pen, right? Like I try to find the humanity in everything. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I have to, I can I can uh, understand but not agree, right? Like I know how to do that. I know how to yeah. understand. I ain't got to agree to understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So, so, so I feel like that, 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 that helps. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I understand, man. Like I said, I, 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 I experienced a whole lot of stuff and I, 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 in, you know, probably inadvertently, I do mm -hmm. put that in my, in my music when I write, man. I can tell. Like I said, time, man, if you hit yeah. 40, you know, you know, when you get to that age, like, it's like, look, your pen should be, be very nasty. I mean, uh, you, after so many hours of doing anything you know what i mean you would you would you would uh you would master it a little, a little <laughs> right bit. i mean I, I, I liken that to my man black thought that's all i'm gonna say 10 minutes oh, for rapping sure. for 10 minutes for sure absolutely breath control absolutely. He, he, he the smallest dude neither nah nah but he but he's he's he he's uh he's blue collar with it man you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, he would just be he just talking like like conversation with it it's crazy, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my next question for you is, um, how difficult was your choice to leave the military and start your music career? Oh, man, that's hard to answer, bro, because it's 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 two parts. One part, one of the scariest things I ever conceived in my brain, period. Right. But here's the thing. I knew I had no business in the military, right? Like from the first day, from the first day in tech school, when they drove us out on the airplane and said, that's a C5. And I looked up at it. I was like, what, what the hell? Like, like I, I knew I had no business being in the military. You know what I mean? It, 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 it never felt right. It was always something that I had to adjust to. You know, uh, no matter what, it was, it was, uh, you know, I got, I got blessed early in my career uh, when I was doing uh, things that made people want to kick me out. Um, that a, a guy named Sergeant Shaft, uh, an Italian guy, pulled me to the side and explained to me that this was a game. You know, and I think that, I think that most of us who had it rough in the beginning had that person that came up to us and kind of like, hipped us to what it was, you know, and Sergeant Shaft told me something that I used even to this day. Sergeant Shaft said, look, they're getting ready to kick you out. Check this out. <laughs> he said, so this is what you need to do. He said, for two weeks, every day you come to work, shoot, boot, spit, shine, ironed up. I guarantee you two weeks, they'll leave you alone. You know, and he was absolutely right, bro. At the week, starch iron, and they forgot all about me. They was on to the next dirt bag, right? So, so uh, uh, turns turns out turns out that uh, uh, the 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 thing is is you have to act like you care, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the military is is not like uh, you know people people come into the military in service, right? So so a lot of times, you know, they come from a, a long line of people that were in the military. Yeah. So and so uh they come in knowing they're gonna be in at least 20 years. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so uh a lot of these guys come in with families already. You, you know what I mean? Like like this is what they want to do. Yeah. And here you are kind of here and there I was, you know what I mean, kind of fumbling the opportunity. You dig like they all knew I, I was 
shit. They know I was from Detroit. You dig? Like I said, yeah, it yeah. <laughs> hey, they know I ain't had shit to go back to. Man, my mama moved out of that house as soon as I left to get a smaller house that was cheaper, right? Yeah. Oh, so, um, so, so I was always adjusting to being, so I wanted to get out, right? Like I always wanted to get out, but was too scared to do it. Um, wound up overseas and had a family now, right? So, uh, um, I was supposed to get out at nine years. I was supposed to get out. I was ready to get out. I was also getting a divorce at the same time, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. So, so, so <laughs> the plan that I had for getting out, uh, I was already approved to go to a full sale. Everything was already set up. I was okay. going to be the ex-wife, all of this. We broke up. The opportunity to stay with her while I went to school didn't exist anymore. So I had to, re- I had to re-enlist. Uh, for four more. That's how I ended up doing doing the thirteen. And so, uh, and so, uh, I and, and so I was really really scared. Right now, that's one side of it. The other side of it was I was excited because um, I had been exposed to some things that are, that'll come up in your in your future questions. Uh, that 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 I couldn't get, be unexposed to. So once I, once I kind of got a peek, right. at like mm-hmm. what, like what my potential could be, mm-hmm. I, was, I was off to the races. Cause I never wanted to do anything else. Like music was yeah. the only thing I actually ever liked to do. I didn't, I didn't enjoy any, when I say I enjoy anything else, I didn't enjoy anything else. Same. So, so I, I, I guess I was the kind of person that just needed, just like 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 a little bit of wiggle room and i was just just to see like man you know what i can do this and so i was excited at the same time and i, I remember the, the the day that i got the word from my first sergeant um that i was that i was about to i was on the i was on the four shaping list that's how i got out i got four shaped yeah and uh, we called me in he said well you're getting what you wanted and, and I was like what's up and he was like you're on the list to be gone he said you probably be gone in about six six to eight months and I was like, really? He said, yeah. And he just kind of did like this. And I said, well, all right, all right. So I walked out of the office, bro. True story on everything I love. I walked out of the office. And when I walked out of his office, there was a big day room that I had to walk through in order to get to the to the door to get outside to the parking lot, right? So this is probably uh, 10 yards, right? Like from his office door to the, to, the, to the door to get out. As I started walking to the door, I said, uh... I said, okay, Mark, uh, go. Oh, maybe I can be in the civil service. Uh, I can, maybe I can stay around here. Uh, I man, I went, I went through all of these motions. I was so scared, my dude. Like, like I was so scared. And then, uh, matter of fact, I looked at my watch. I said, I said, you got five minutes. That's what I told myself. I said, you got five minutes. And I went through every emotion you could possibly think of tears, everything. And I looked down at my watch, and at five minutes, I said, "You gonna go do music? Let's go!" And I and I and I and I and I and I, and I did. True story, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't, I I didn't mean that for dramatic effect. That's literally what happened. No, it was good. I I I I I man, I was scared as hell. But I, I've I've always had this uncanny notion, man, that that uh that that, that I probably from watching my aunt get murdered when I was little, that that life was was very uh uh short you, you know what i mean and, and things could change at any moment so 
I just didn't want to waste any more of my life, man. I, I just didn't. I, I, I felt like what I needed to do was whatever I needed to do to go uh, to do music. Hey, man, that's deep. <laughs> that's, 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 that's one of the best ones. Hey, man, my, my, my guy to tell me, you know what I mean, to, to kind of slow down was Op Solo. Mm. He was being him like he's you know he was like maybe a um, but he came in in like '93 and mm -hmm. I came in in '96, mm -hmm. so he was a little old you know and he had been I'm, I was older than him but he had been in the military yeah. longer and he had that same thing yo man they about to do this <laughs> you need to calm down you can't use your fist because like I said on the, on, on the previous show man I, I I saw Miami I was like because but Miami wasn't on the map the last time Miami was on the map it was was two live crew. And all of a sudden, I saw a trick, Daddy. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no nanny. I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need to get home. Here. <laughs> I need to get home. But I had I had just joined the military. Yeah. Wasn't nothing I could yeah. do. So I was pretty I much stuck. Man. Yeah. yeah, I was in. So I just kind of, you know, did the same thing, man. And then when I got ready to get out, you know, the first time, you know, I was like, he didn't want to get out. You know, he, he was telling you what was going on. He, he wasn't ready to get out. And we had a group. And I wasn't. And I was like, okay, my man ain't ready to get out. I'm doing. But I told him the next time around, I'm getting out. And the yeah. same thing, I got out and he wasn't really ready. So I went down to Miami and I was like, okay, I, I, I got a civil service job. Did what you were talking about. I said, I'm just going to get a civil service job. And, and I was like, I'm just going to do this. Because I was just like, yo, and I went to the reserves. I said, I'm going to go in the reserves. I'm just going to do the reserve thing. And I'm going to work the civil service job. And I, I had to take care of the kid, but I'm going to still work this music. And then all kind of stuff happened over the years, man. But, but, but. Listen to me, bro. Like, let, and, and anybody that's watching, like, like, let me be very clear, right? I kind of got a screw loose. I'm just keeping the buck, right? <laughs> I kind of got a screw loose. Anybody that knows me knows I kind of got a screw loose. Like, like, I don't, I wanted to do everything you did, right? Like, like, I would have, I like, you know, like, that was the sensible thing to do. <laughs> the sensible thing to do was to do that. But I just was like, I will lose everything before I not accomplish my goals. Like I just, I just could not foresee life in any other way, man. And I, to this day, I cannot tell you where I got that shit from. Like I don't know why, why I just, I man, when I decided, when I decided, bro, like I just decided, like this is what it's gonna be, man. I don't know if a Will Smith quote got in me. Like I don't know what happened, bro. But I was. I was out of there, but I, but, but every step, okay. of, I even, but when I got out, I even went up to Dobbins to, to see what the reserve thing was about. I even yeah. went, I went up there. I was like, yo, what's the reserve situation? And they showed me the pay scale. And I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and so I was like, oh, you know, it was a shock to me because I had just come off active duty. Right. Yeah. Like, like if it, you know, so. I didn't know that I thought I could just maybe do it on weekends or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the return, but I needed my weekends, right? Yeah. So the return on investment was bad. You see, and 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 I still was uh plugged in because uh, another another thing that I didn't that I didn't mention that I, I I think is really important to the story is that I didn't see anybody doing what I was trying to do while I was in the military, right? Like I didn't see anybody doing it and being successful at it. I didn't see it. Yeah, you had your story here and there, you know, uh, cats that, you know, were military, you know, here and there. But in terms of the hip hop dream that I had, I just seen I, every base I went to, 
they always had crews cast was always rhyming they was always putting out music like everywhere i went yeah brothers was doing that as, as i'm sure you know but you nobody know know. nobody was breaking through right mm -hmm. and so i told myself look all i know is the the facts is ain't nobody breaking through it's no. got to have it's got to have something to do with being in i don't quite know what that is because i'm in the bubble but i understand that if i want that life i gotta get out of it yeah i mean and it would take me about five years to fully contextualize why people in the military don't typically have success in entertainment right like it has a lot to do with the programming in which the military needs to do to you in order for yeah. you correct within it right you're but correct you, but it, it's it's especially when you when you come in young you can't feel the programming on you 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 can't feel it like it's just part of who you are yep. and, and then when, once you once you kind of get out to the to the real world and i mean that in no disrespectful or minimizing way because a lot of people like to minimize military being so different from you know what i mean everywhere else nah when you when you when you get into the world where it's not mission oriented at all it's all bottom line oriented like when you when you switch from mission to money that's a hell of an adjustment you know what i'm saying and 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 uh because in the military they print money you know what i mean it's yeah. you know whatever they just print money you know what i mean whatever you need to do it gets done there it is yeah that's what you get used to after being in so long you know when things need to get done they just get done when you when you come out it's all what's the budget everything's about the budget right so <laughs> So can't go to the dentist no more for free. Exactly. They ain't, you know, all of the all of, and that shit is expensive, right? So Hell yeah. <laughs> you, you have, have, a, have a bunch of sore teeth for a good little bit. Like, right. man, I can't afford to go to the dentist. You can have dental insurance and it's still expensive. I know. I know. So man. uh so yeah, hopefully that answers that question. I just that want does, to man. And, and, and I will say this part, you know what I mean? What you know, my situation was, and I, I admit it now, I'm 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 an old ass, grown ass man, man. When I was younger. I had been in groups for a while. When I, I was in a group before I went in the military, I met Op Solo, and I think I got kind of with that. Op Solo was 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 that guy, like you're talking about. He was 17 when he came in. He had that mentality. Yeah. And I think I think that I was just like I was scared to do anything by myself, man. I was like, man, I I don't want to go. And then when you know when when he, when he was like, yo, I, you know, I want to stay in. Or I want to do this. And he wasn't really. And I kind of like okay, waited and said okay, you know. But you know. He is on man. We are on men. And as you start getting older, man, you start realizing certain things, man. And you know, you know, it took me a long time to fit to, to realize it. But you, 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 you got to do your thing, man. You know, so you got to respect what the other man is doing, but you got to stand on your own ground. You got to be your own man. And you got, you got to follow your own dream. Hey, I'm sitting, I'm sitting right here on the salute right now, as one as a testament to some of that. We could, we could have, <laughs> have another three episodes about partners, right? About about yep. about partners and that make it with you that fall off that like like it's, it's a whole it's an epidemic right trying to chase yeah. a goal you 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 come in contact with people and and you 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 think it's forever you know what i mean and, and, yeah. and they fall off and you lucky that you got him you know what i mean i got i got my guy uh my my guy wiz you know what i'm saying yeah. is mm -hmm. has been my guy right like we, we we was in together and to this very day you know what i mean one of my best friends and still making music and all of that you know what i mean but yeah. everybody else like nah like yeah everybody everybody else is is laughing at me 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know what I'm saying? They, hey, I, I, trust me, I, I'm the hip hop chief, right there. That's a punchline for a lot of people, right there. But I just don't care. <laughs> but see, but to the culture, that mean everything, right? Like they don't know. You know what I'm saying? To the, yeah. to the culture, that mean that mean everything because it's gonna be it's gonna be another hip hop chief one day. It's gonna be a president of the United States that grew up on only hip hop. Like it's yes, coming. Sir. It's coming, yeah. bro. It's coming. I think I'm the first because I was just didn't give a damn. I wrapped in my retirement. I just don't give a damn. I'm like, I'm me. I mean, what, what's the problem? I served my country. I did my thing. If I want to rap in my retirement ceremony, I the rap. Coach birthed you. The coach, that, that hip-hop culture in Miami birthed you. Like, it birthed you. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, man. Let me, let me get it. Let me see. My next question is, um, let me see. Uh, what was the, mo the, the moment while in the military when you knew you could do music as a career. I think did we already cover that? Uh-uh. Okay. I, I, what I said was I couldn't I couldn't unsee or experience what I had experienced. Uh uh so I would say the moment What's good people? It's the only one I can All right. There we go. That's better. Yo, so y'all caught me in the middle of listening to one of the many Dat Feeling exclusives available only to Bandcamp subscribers. To get this track along with the others, go to www.datfeeling.bandcamp.com and sign up for only $3 a month. Not only are there bonus tracks, but full albums that haven't been released to the general public and new music being added regularly. So head over to www.dadfillin.bandcamp.com now and do what you got to do to hear some dope music. All right? All right, I'm done with y'all. Back to my vibe. There was two moments. The first moment was when I was in Okinawa, um, by virtue of producing music from the beginning and not knowing anybody else that did it, I had come to like build my own studio. Like Everything was out of necessity, which I'm sure you can attest to right so so but when i got to okinawa um it was a sweet spot in time a, li a little little bit of context as i explain this so so what anybody that is trying to make sense of all of this should understand is that in the beginning when you uh maybe like in the in the late 90s and the early 2000s when you were interested in getting into music this was a very expensive decision this was yes. a very expensive. Yes. <laughs> very expensive. So, so um, what separated people, like much like DJing in the beginning before the blackout in New York, if you wanted a, equipment, uh, uh, that was a really big decision, a family right. decision a lot of times. Uh, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the greats have stories that, you know, mom bought me turntable, a turntable for Christmas, right? Like, 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 so. So I, I say all of this because uh, there was a little sweet spot when more people was getting interested in creating music, but it hadn't quite fully went digital yet. Like it, it didn't it hadn't fully went digital yet. And I was one of the cats that had a little bit of equipment that I had built up, you know, from recording myself and my squad. Yeah. So when I arrived in, when I arrived in Okinawa, it was like 2000. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's around the time I'm talking. And so... Um, uh, I decide that I want to make money recording other people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my guy Stone, uh, D Stone, shout out to D Stone, who I met in Okinawa. Uh, he was the first one to ever give me any money for recording him. He came by the house on base. 
I recorded him. I said, have a nice day. He gave me $50. I said, what is this for? He said, man, you should always get paid for your work. Yeah. That uh okay, you know, and uh and on a on a on a on a humble on a hunch, I made flyers and passed them out all over the island. I went, I went, I went to every base on every island and left flyers, right? And bro, uh within two or three months, I was doubling my military paycheck, just engineering on weekends. What? Yeah, how to do that. Like, let me let me give you some math. This is 2002. In 2002, I was charging $50 an hour for studio time, right? Yeah. But if you wanted just song mixed, it was $150. And if you wanted me to master your album, it was like $250, right? Yeah. I had customers from the time I woke up on Saturday morning till Sunday night. I was doing this. I was week. Listen to me, bro. My last six months of being in Okinawa, I never went to the ATM. I paid everything, including my my my, my lease, because I had an apartment off base by then. Mm -hmm. I paid everything out of the money I out of the petty cash I had around the apartment. So I had six months of military paychecks sitting in my bank account. I didn't even remember the 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 uh the, the code. I had all every every all the money I needed oh, in the house. Yeah, I had I did, that's how much money I was making doing studio time. So uh so that's one, right? So I realized that oh, like I have the potential to really make money at this. I I, I didn't know, you know, I can make more money than I was making in the military. Right? Uh -huh. So uh which I was, and so um I'm talking thousands of dollars a month, bro. I had I had no less than 10, 15 normal customers. And then it was customers that knew them that would come in and out just for a song or two, right? Oh my God, man. I had dudes like around tax time giving me their whole tax check. What? Oh man, get out of here, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, bro. It was, it was insane the amount of money I was making out there. And anyhow, uh, so that was the first time. Uh, the, the first moment I'm saying, right? The second moment was uh, uh, when, uh, which is, this is a very long story short. I had produced a single for one of the biggest hip hop artists. Well, no, he was the biggest artist, hip hop artist in Japan at the time, right? His name is Zebra. And uh, I had produced a single for him called Stop Playing the Wall. Um, and I was sitting in Tokyo uh, in the middle of Tokyo in a McDonald's on the second floor of McDonald's looking out a huge window across the city at a screen that was about a hundred, a hundred feet wide, about hundred by hundred. And I'm, I'm looking across the city and I'm in the video and I'm watching me in the music video on this huge screen. Uh, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, it's, 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 it's in Shibuya at the Hachiko uh, exit. Like when you walk off, you see it. And and there I was. I'm I'm in McDonald's eating my burger <laughs> on this goddamn screen, and uh and Japanese uh, artists running up to me wanting to rap for me and 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 and, and things like that. Yeah. Listen, man, I watched Swizz Beats make a beat in front of me. Like this is the kind of stuff that I was experiencing at that time. So this is what I mean when I say, once I like like bro like when when we we did the promotional run for the song. We literally went club to club throughout Tokyo. Me, Zebra, his manager, my guy Ashton, and uh, and I think a bodyguard or something. One other person was with us. Anyhow, we going club to club, bro. 
we walked into these we walked into this one club called shibuya nuts and this is the second moment i'm telling you uh it it really it, i mean it was it was a big deal to see me on the screen but actually this is the second moment mm -hmm. we walked into this club and and the, and the dj dropped the needle on the record i produced mm -hmm. and i saw all of these women jump up and start dancing <laughs> <laughs> look you cannot like like listen i couldn't get out the military fast enough <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the hell out, bro. And then I got a call one night from a uh, an, an engineer that I'd met uh, that was visiting from Hawaii, right? He he worked. I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, doc, people used to go out to Hawaii to record. Dr. Dre, Kanye, like like yeah, I do, I do remember that. Yeah, Hawaii yeah. for some reason was this huge destination, right? I do. Well, Dr. Dre's uh, uh, engineer from Hawaii in Tokyo doing some work, and I befriended him, right? So uh, this guy wound up in the studio with somebody from Aftermath. He wound up in the studio in an uh, in A&R and called me to come to the studio. And I had to work. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You talking about somebody about to go AWOL, bro. I, <laughs> I did. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. But it, but that, but it had become clear to me that uh uh man i i had tasted it bro and i needed the whole helping like i couldn't i couldn't i could and i found myself even when i was at work like it was the only thing i thought about it was the only thing i cared about man i could not get out the military fast enough bro i i foreshaped myself i don't even know if you ever heard of no shit like this <laughs> like like i foreshaped myself i went down to the mpf and and figured out how they do for shaping and how when they don't get enough people how they they up the ante every time yeah. i realized that the ante was going to be up to me two more times and i wrote a letter of intent for the thing that was going to force shape me in advance damn to make sure <laughs> like that's how that's how serious i was bro and i, I thought i was going to live in japan i i had office space i had a lawyer um, I had actually uh, uh, I speak Japanese. I, I took I, I took it in college. I took uh, five semesters of yeah, Japanese. Man. I learned how to read it, write it, bro. Like I thought I was gonna stay there forever. I guess I couldn't get out the military fast enough, bro. So I was I, I was petrified, but at the same time I was I was super excited. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I think I said it last time we was on. I was in Korea, man. We was in there. We was, we was just like, and the same thing happened. But mm -hmm. it wasn't my beat, it was, you know. It was other cat beat, man. Who was uh, who was with us, man? My man, uh, um, Bob Drake. What's up, Bob Drake? You know, what I'm saying the original Bob Drake from okay. you know, what I'm from, from from Andromeda Crew. He had his song. They played his song that he had on our little album. It was going down, recording downtown. Yeah, was with a little Christian crew, and they had a little studio. Nobody knew what the hell they was doing. It's probably about if you if you could find our album we did in Korea, man. It's about the grittiest, nastiest mixed thing you ever want to hear. Yeah, but, but it, probably, that was, it was it probably sound like sweet music to y'all. Yeah. It was sweet music to us, man. Yeah. And, and, and we was doing it over there, man. And when they, the same thing happened, we went to the club one time, and by that time we had to bought our Andromeda jacket. One day I'm gonna wear it on here, man. Okay. Our Andromeda jackets. I see it in the video. In the, I seen it. Yeah, I yeah, see it. We all had our Andromeda jackets, man. I tell you no lie. They put his song on the club. I seen women. I seen people losing their damn mind in there. He lost his mind because he was like, what the hell? He They put that record on, man. As gritty as it was, the whole club lost their mind in Korea, man. 
And so we was like, oh, I know we could do this, man. I know. And that's when I kind of knew. I said, man, I'm getting back. And plus I had, you know, some military stuff happened over there with decorations and all kind of, I said, I don't need this, bud. You know, so I'm getting out. So they, they couldn't make me stay. I said, I'm getting the hell out. I didn't have a good experience, the best experience like yours. I wish I had had yeah. that one. But mine was, was pretty decent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, so I'm, I'm just saying like, I couldn't, and, and listen, and those are just a couple of, of tons, right? Like, like, you know, when people are looking for signs about what they should do, yeah. man, signs was smacking me upside my head. <laughs> Left yeah, right, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a Japanese bank account that was what? getting production money. You know what I mean? It was I was like, dude, like this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I, I just know it. Yeah, you man. know, what I, mean? I, I just figured like like man, what, what I'm wasting my time. I gotta go. That's the reason why somebody at even 13 years would say, you know what, I'm I'm gone. You, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's like that's the the, the backstory to that. Yeah, man, I, I got back home to Miami and I was like, what the hell going on? It, 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 it like, you know, it, it was stuff going on. Rick Ross was was doing the underground, you know, stuff. It really wasn't nothing popping in my, I was, you know, I was trying to make it happen in Miami, right. man. I, but I wish I had a story like that, man. That, that probably would have made me be totally different had, had I had went to Miami or something like that had happened to me in Korea, man. But yeah, I, that, that's, I like that story, man. Dang. <laughs> you look across the street and saw a big billboard with your face on it? Uh, a screen? plan. The, the the actual the the video for the single like I said it's called Stop Playing the Wall by Zebra yeah. Z E B R A if anybody wants to look it up I'm in the video and I produced the song uh -huh. and the song hit the charts you know what I'm saying it was a big deal I I I uh, I, I I could not unknow that moment bro like I said yo it's possible right I mean you start yeah. out in, in your room on your little drum machine and shit you know? <laughs> that's what that's you know? exactly and then you advance and this is happening right so yeah. so you you know what i mean it's like yo I, I got and so much so that my bosses right shout out shout out to to my guy ron allen to my guy steve smith to my guy scott sam dog to my guy uh julian white like like these right julian Wright, j-dub these guys were my bosses in japan right yeah. and they saw what i was doing right they saw what I was doing and they encouraged me. I gotta say that. Yeah. They encouraged me. Scott Samdahl stood up in front of uh, uh one day we was having roll call, and some people was kind of you know talking a little bit about about what I was doing. And uh and 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 uh he stood up in front of uh, of everybody. He's the flight chief, and he said, Look, said um, most of you guys in here go to school. When you guys need to do things with your school, you ask me for time off, I give it to you, I respect the third he said mark he didn't even call me sergeant brown he said mark does music that's his college he's gonna ask me from time to time to get off and do different things like that and i'm gonna let him because that's his future damn you understand what i'm saying I, like I love it. like, like <laughs> those, those guys um those were like the unsung heroes of my of my time bro because Listen, I'm spending, uh, you know, who can go to that to, you know, I'm in the military, bro. Like we got planes coming in and shit. And I'm like, listen, I need to get to the studio. They like, what time you got to be there? I'm like, at this time, they're like, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, like, who? Like, that's, that's crazy. That probably sound crazy to some people, you know, that, that those guys have my back, have my back like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that's what I would have did. I'm that type. I was that type of supervisor. Man. I would do the exact same thing. You gotta do that. Go make it happen. 
but they they knew they knew how serious I was. Like they yeah. knew I they knew man, I have I have music in the stores in Japan. Like they knew what it was. So they so they looked out, man. But let's move on, bro. I don't want <laughs> let's move on, man. Man, that was a good story though, man. I'm like, damn. You had you had me up here like this, like my eyes into the thing, like, oh <laughs> hey, that was just the beginning. Man, I, I love it. Let me see. Uh what's the day we're here? Uh do you ever miss the military? Nah. <laughs> you answer that quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you what I do miss. I don't miss the military. I miss access. I miss I miss intimate access to people from different cultures. Yeah. Right? Like, like uh I miss having friends that were from everywhere. I miss having um white partners and Mexican partners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do miss that. I feel like that enriched my life a lot. Yeah. Um, so much so that that uh no, nah, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, uh <laughs> that's that's a whole nother thing. But but I do miss having friends from different cultures, um, but I do not miss uh military at, at, at all. Much love to them, and I and I wouldn't be where I am without them, and I and I definitely appreciate it, but I'm just gonna answer you straight up like nah. Yeah, I, I be thinking the same thing. I retired, man. Do I miss no, me, man? It never was. I ain't no sleep. I don't even think about the military. No, no. At my worst, no. <laughs> absolute worst. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't. I the idea to go back never came up. Yeah. <laughs> if I could go back, I don't even know if I would. I'm, I'm happy I went and did all that stuff. But yeah. I, I could have spent a lot more time, and, and I did. I, like I said, I did a lot of stuff, man. We did a lot yeah. of stuff, man. It's just that you know. You know, we 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 you know we had responsibilities at a point. We're like, oh, you know, what I'm saying we could have been doing this, but we got to do this. We had to start making choices, man. I was like, man, if I could go back, I would I would did it different. I I I wished my my bosses would come in. Guys I would work would come in, man, with their mugs, because you know, I mean, when you work in grave shift, cats yeah. come in with their mugs. Listen, man, I used to see the dudes show up early. To get to like deep to figure out what's going on on the flight line, they come in early, figure it out, get their coffee, bullshit around a little bit, do it, then stay after. Like they were so yeah. excited, my dude. And I, mm -hmm. I had thought to myself at that time that if somebody's gonna serve their country, that's the enthusiasm they need to do. With you gotta it. have that. I wish, I, I wish I had that. I'm out here just doing what I gotta do because I gotta go. Yeah. Like you know, that's not. Like, like that's not who you want serving your country. People no. you want serving your country is people that really mean that shit. You dig? Like, like, yeah. like that's that's what you want. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so, um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, man, and much love to all of the cats that I served with. You dig? And and uh and uh and, and a lot of them have have since retired, man. And uh, yeah, I appreciated watching them set that that example for me. Yeah, man, I'm the same way, man. You know, I I did it, but it but but. Music was my first love, man. I, mm -hmm. I, I I can't lie about it. I did it, and I had I had a, a good time doing most of it because you know I'm a good I'm a good fireman. I love being a firefighter. I've been doing it for a long time. I love it. That's the other thing I found that I was good at, and I didn't know I was good at later mm -hmm. on. But my first love is music, and it, it's gonna always be that, man. I, I wake up in the morning time. I'm in here trying to figure out a rhyme. I'm making a beat. You know, what I'm saying I'm doing something, man. And and like I said, I I, I think now as I've gotten older, I'm I'm laser focused. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm different. It's a shame it took me this long to get. Yeah, you know well, you probably appreciate time a lot more. Like, like, like your appreciation. Yeah, for time is just through the roof now. So you know, 
like 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 the 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 uh the, the purpose of your time and, and and what can happen when you really do have that laser focus so all day all day man you hit that round the nose man let's see uh what was your what was one of your most memorable hip-hop moments while serving is it, is it gonna be the the billboard i mean the, uh, the, the video um nah to hear these episodes completely ad-free go to www patreon.com slash podcast subscribe today for as little as three dollars and you will get all these episodes ad free again that's www.patreon.com slash podcast now enjoy the rest of the show When I was in, we I, I used I was in a group when I was in Tokyo called Grown Man. Shout out to all of the cats that was. That's actually uh, me and me and Shorty Pimp, me and me and Tabrox, uh We was together as a part of this group in in yeah. Tokyo, and uh, we had, we had uh, won the opportunity to open up for Chingy, right? And so uh, at the time when he was smoking hot, and uh, so we won the opportunity to open up for him. It was like ten thousand people in the crowd, and um and I remember. Um, when they started our beat and I walked out onto the stage and I looked up and I saw all of these faces that were excited to see us. Right. Um, that, that was, that's imprinted. Like, like I'm trying to get back there. Like that was like crack. That was like first hit. Yeah. Some, uh, some drugs. And when we walked out on that stage and I and I seen the people in the balcony and they was throwing their hands up and all of that, I said, oh, my God, like, you know, so so that really stands out to me uh, as as one of as as uh, one of the great moments I had hip hop wise. This the, I, I, I got three. The second one was watching Kanye West come to Japan the first time and have a dope show. And then come back the second time with the bigger show, right? Like, and being at both of them, and because I was a huge fan of his, and watching his career grow like that was a really big thing for me, right? Um, um, and the, the very last one uh, was the first time I ever performed, which was on Dover, Delaware Air Force Base. Shout out to my guy, DJ Briz, who gave me an opportunity to come out and perform. It was a talent show. Well, no, it was a talent competition. It was only four people at this talent competition. That was mm -hmm. me, a young lady that did some poetry, uh, another young lady that sang, and a guy that came in and sang a, a gospel song called "The Wages of Sin Is Death" in a club, and and he won, of course. And so that was that was <laughs> of course that was that was that is imprinted forever in my brain too. So so those those are those were were to me uh, some some of the highlights of being in the military. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, I'm slide over a little bit. I got I got to charge up the cell phone. Okay, bet. <laughs> slide over a little bit so I can get myself. Hold on one second. Let me run and get oh, my. Good. I felt it was it was gonna happen, so I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. I, I was ready. I felt it. All right, boom. Now cool. now we back in business. I slid over a little bit. We back in business though. Um. Let's see, yeah. I had, like I said, Korea was my moment like that too, man. We was in, man, same thing happened. Went through there and, man, they was going crazy. We did this song one night, right before uh, Op left, I did this beat and this song called The um, the Last Train. And I had, we had the little train sound effects in it. 
And, and it was a part when I, he was in the crowd, you know what I'm saying? He was out there chilling and I, you know, I'm rapping and he's like, he's like in the middle verse. So I'm rapping the song and he came out. Nobody knew he was out there. He came out the crowd with the microphone, man, people lost their mind. It was crazy. And I was like, yeah, man, I know, I know this is the life of me, man. I, I know I got I got I gotta keep rapping, man. I, I gotta keep doing what I'm doing. Once you get a taste of that potential, man. Once you get that, it's like it's like crap, man. I, I know I know that feeling, man. Exactly. All right, let me see. We got here. Um what obstacles did you face as an artist in the military? Hmm. Obstacles that I faced. Yeah. I thought about this question. Uh you you sent me. And I would say the obstacles were the fact that I wasn't around enough people that were serious about it. So I don't think my sword was as sharp as it probably could have been creatively while I was in the military. You know what yeah. I mean? It wouldn't be till I got out of the military and got around other people that um were much more versed in music period you know what i'm saying um that i would recognize that what i had while i was in the military was just a lot of potential right yeah. and a lot of drive you know i was talented i i was talented i'm not saying i wasn't talented but it it, it was some years later before it really got pulled out of me you, you know what i mean yeah. what you, uh so i would say that was probably the the i didn't know it i didn't know at the time it was an obstacle but um uh, I, I would say that, that that that's it, man. You know what I mean? Um, probably my 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 own ego, you know, was an obstacle. Um, you know, uh, feeling entitled. You you, you dig? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, those were obstacles. You know, I, I could say that being stationed places like Oklahoma and Delaware were were obstacles. But to be quite honest with you, man, after growing up in Detroit, I needed I needed my ass sat down for a little while. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I need. I needed. I needed to sit still. I didn't need to to get right into life and take off as an adult. I needed yeah. some time to breathe air by myself and figure out what being grown was and, and things like that, man. So as an artist, I, that was that. That's all I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think Tindall did that to me too, man. I, I'm straight from Miami, and I'm like, just okay. I'm gonna go back to Florida. I, I, I did a three way swap swap because I was supposed to go to Spingdalen, Germany. And I did a three-way way swap swap to go back to the Florida. I was like, I'm just going to Florida, man. I ain't know nothing about Panama City. Never heard of Panama City in my life. I'm like, okay, it's Florida. That's where I want to be. And, man, I had to grow up quick, man, because, you know, I was used to the fast life. Right. I had to slow down a little bit when I got out there. That was it. So, yeah, I understand, man. I, I, I know, man. I, I, I'm feeling you. Let me see uh, what we got here. Um, <clears throat> What did you like about the military and what did you least like about the military? Well, what I liked the most was uh, again, it was the uh, the 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 people. You know what I mean? The the mm -hmm. different types of cultures I got involved with. Man, I, I had a partner named Scott Armstrong, who was from from Baston. You dig what I'm saying? And then yeah. uh, how they say it, he's from Baston, Baston, Massachusetts. And then uh, and he and <laughs> he drove a car, and he, and uh, and we were grave shift together. And he, and we would go back to his house uh, on lunchtime, which would be I don't know three four in the morning, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> go to his house and he would put me some uh, every type of bratwurst, something worst, you know what I mean, on his grill at home and cook it for me. And uh, like I hold those those moments dear because these were people that were introducing me 
uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, um, um, to their cultures. And I enjoyed it, man. I, I really, I really did. I, 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 I ingested it um, whole, wholeheartedly, man. And, and uh, uh, with all the awkwardness that you could as a, as a young black dude. Uh, from mm-hmm. And, and uh, so that's, 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 that was the best part was the was the the, the people the, the the parties on base i would get invited to and just just i don't know man like i really got i really got a a really huge helping of like uh you know town life right like like yeah. living in oklahoma uh yeah on the surface it's like man what is this shit right but but man, like, there's not enough said about small town life in America because honestly, most life in America is small town life, you know. And 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 uh, it, it probably doesn't seem that way to people who only been in big cities and stuff like that. But the majority of people uh, in America live in small towns, yeah. and and uh, and and so just being around, being in those environments, uh, I feel like um, really, really helped me, man. Um, what I what I what I what I didn't like the most about the military. What I what did I I, I was thinking about this one too, man. Um, I don't have anything I dislike about the military, man. You know, it it for what it is. Uh, it is it is brilliant. You know, man, they can take hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people and move them from point A in the world to point B in the world in a matter of a day. Like it, it is like like logistically, there probably isn't much in the world that runs better than the U.S. military. Um, it was it was uh, wild to see some of the stuff that could get done, you know, in that place, man. Listen, it just wasn't for me, man. You know what I'm saying? It just it just wasn't yeah. for me. But 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 the military as a as a as a, as a complex as a as an idea is necessary. It's it's, I don't have anything I didn't like about the military, man. You know, I had some days that weren't so great, but the military didn't do anything to me. You, you know, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it paid me some money and gave me some place to stay for a few years while, while I figured out, while, while I figured my life out, man. Yeah. And it kept me safe. It kept me out of Detroit. It kept me from being one of the, the many people that I understand to this day have been killed around where I lived and, 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 uh, uh, it, it, it broadened my horizons. Hell, it took me to a whole nother part of the globe where I was able to get a peek at what my life could possibly be back be like as a creative. So, man, I I I, I could never say anything bad about the military. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I feel you, man. I like the military part, but what you said in the beginning, I, I like the same thing, getting to meet people and, yeah. and, and and meeting people and that kind of thing. I like that. Now, what I didn't like, you know, the least I like about the military is that the military, I, I got introduced to racism. Okay. Because I didn't know what the hell that was. You know what I mean? Miami, we a melting pot. I mm-hmm. didn't know what the hell that was. You know what I'm saying? I never seen that because we're we not the deep, deep South. We right. Miami. Everybody right. want to go to Miami. So I never understood with that until I, you know, I, I played with the Dukes of Hazard all the time. I like Bo and Luke Duke. I didn't really equate the Confederate flag and all that good stuff with that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. And so if I had the least thing that I would say I didn't like about the military was that was my introduction yeah, to for racism. Sure. For sure. I, I, yeah, I definitely experienced some of that too, man. You know, but I, um, I don't know, man. Like, like I look at, I look at shit like that as like, that's a problem with that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, 
you know, you know, I, I definitely experienced some of that, man. I just, I just keep it moving. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. you know, you know, the, the air force is, is, uh, I don't know what the numbers is now, but when I was in, you know, blacks was only still, you know, you know, 13% or something like that. You know what I mean? It ain't much change. It's about the same. And, <laughs> you know, you know, you kind of, you know, you know, you know, one of the first white people I ever met, you know, told me he was raised that black people had tails. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, every time somebody's around you and they want to tell a story and the story involves a black person, they look right at you and say, and he was a brother, you know, <laughs> you wait, you wait for the part of the story that makes it him yeah. being brother relevant to the story is never relevant. Like it was just a funny story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they don't know any better is what I'm trying to say. Like, like yeah. they don't, they, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and even the one, and even the ones that do fuck them, like they ain't do nothing to me personally, like whatever. Like my whole thing is like, yo, as long as you stay over there, man, like I don't, yeah, I, I, you know, like I, I could, I could, I could care less. Like, do not make the mistake of thinking that you should uh, close distance. That's all I, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. hate, hate your ass over there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, shit, hate on. You know what I mean? It's America. Yeah. I started. I, I got thick skin, man. After, after a couple of years, I started getting thick skin real quick. I'm like, all right, man, whatever. You know, and yeah. I was able to. I, I learned how to maneuver and, and play the little game. So I learned how to maneuver. But yeah. When I first came in, I was like, what the hell is a confederate? Dude came up to me one day and said, hey, man, why you got a problem with my ex? I'm like, what the hell? We don't have a problem with your ex. He was like, well, we don't have a problem with Malcolm X. So why you got a problem with the confederate flag? I was like, what the hell? I couldn't even put that together coming from yeah. Miami. I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? It was just, I was just so far removed from that, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, one time to Willie McCoy Jr., he was like, you know, Tindall is low Alabama. You're correct. It equals lower Alabama. It does. All right. Yeah. Next, next question. Um. Let's see. Uh, did you or do you put any experiences from the military in, in your songs? Um. If I do, it's very rare. Um. Mm. Uh. You know, it's it's in my DNA. You know what I mean. So so mm -hmm. time. From time to time, I'll, I'll speak from perspectives when I was in, you know, I had a, a really good friend of mine that, that uh, I started out with in Delaware that, that uh, unfortunately took his life uh, a while back. And his name is Kurt. And I reminisce about Kurt a lot. When If, if people hear me say Kurt in, in my music, like I'm talking about him and that's somebody from the military, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'll talk about our experiences together. Um, if I talk about Ashton, you know what I'm saying? That was my guy in Japan, um, who was really, who really uh, was my first real partner, you know what I mean, in, in this business. And uh, I, I talk about him. So when I talk about our experiences, you know what I mean? Those, those are things that happen in the military. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, not really, man. I, like I said, I, I've, been, I've been gone quite some time now. So, so uh, I probably don't reminisce as much as I used to. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, man, my, 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 you probably hear, you know, we always talk about Panama, man. That's how we reference that all the time in our music, me yeah. and me and Op, and anybody you know from, you know, who, you know, who was in that experience. As a matter yeah. of fact, I let Black hear a song. I just did, I sent it to him, and it's called The Panhandle. And we okay. talked about, the, you know, it, it's a rare few that was stationed at Tyndall in Panama, and it's stationed yeah. at Howard Air Force Base in yeah. Panama. So those were sort of such good experiences for us, man. So we, you, you might hear references 
a lot okay. about okay. Panama. But you know, sure. you know, one day we have to have a sidebar. I tell you, you know, some of those Panama stories. Yeah, brother. <laughs> I let you in on a couple secrets. We get almost to the end, man. We got a couple more, you know, a couple more left, and then we go, we, we go, we gonna wrap it up. But um, uh, my next question is, what were some of the lessons you learned in the military? And if you could do it all again, what would you have done different? Um, I learned in the military that ultimately fear is the enemy. Um, uh, that you have to face it down. Um, I learned how to run two things that scare me um, um, in the military. Uh, I learned that I could do some great shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> you know we, uh, you know, you know, from the times we had to go to Guam and Thailand and, 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 and Korea and rescue airplanes and <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I guess that's when I felt most like. A superhero, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> you know, oh, the plane broke. Okay, we out of here tonight. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, bags packed. We out of here. You know, you know what I mean? Shit like that. You know, uh, uh, um, I learned that. Um, I learned how to give people their space. Mm -hmm. uh, because ultimately, when you have culture clashes, that's what everybody needs. You need your space. Uh, you have to let people be who they are. Like they had, they have no choice but to do that anyway, right? So, so uh, I learned how to, how not to take things so personal. Um, while while I while I was in the military, for sure, um, I learned that my potential was limitless while I was in the military because even though I didn't like the job, I was one of the best to do it, right? Like I I got all the awards to show it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so I learned how to I learned how to fake it. <laughs> because I realized I recognized that the job was was much bigger. You know, when you're working on aircrafts, man, um, you know, a lot of what you do is safety. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you gotta do the job right or somebody really could get hurt. So yeah. Um, so I learned I learned how to do that. Um, would I do the military all over again? Like if I just had a, a magic pill to swallow and just kind of do it all over again. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it all over again. I would, I would, uh, but that I think that's because I feel like I could have got though. I, I would have got those. I would have gotten those lessons no matter what choice I made. Right. Uh, I think. I think what I what I would have done is is uh, maybe I would have got in the military. But once I realized that it wasn't for me, I should have. I should have got on the next thing smoking. You know what I'm saying? But fear kept me there. What I'm trying to say so fear actually fear was choking my potential you know yeah. what i mean very early when i knew that music was what i wanted to do you know um and and now now i know uh it was really as easy as just educating myself right it's, it's really all it was you know what i'm saying but i i, I you know it was so you know listen man and and you know in the 90s bro like you know that particular time was you know all of our bosses had just fought in the gulf war yeah you know what i'm saying and hip-hop was still years out from being at its zenith right like it was still some time it was it, it hadn't come yet you know and, and uh like it like it would in the, in the days of 50 cent and all of that you know when you really could see like damn like it's it really could be something you know so so um i didn't know that that's what i should do but but thinking back i wish i would have just educated myself you know, you know, uh, so yeah, that's how I would answer that question. 
your boy, your, my, my man, um, Black, he's like, so you think you would have had the same success outside the military and not experienced Japan? Um, yes, I do. You always, I do because it's still me because I still, I still came to the table with, uh, the tools. It was still me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, now it probably was a more exciting ride, right? Like it's probably more, (laughs) hell, I don't know that either. Like, man, I, I don't know. You know, look, hip hop is very territorial, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that my hip hop come up wasn't in Detroit held me back. I'm gonna tell you straight up, right? Yeah. Like I chose to do hip hop. Hip hop is extremely territorial. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only in the last, oh my god, three years, really started making inroads to Detroit. Like for real, for real, right? Yeah. Like it took me a long time after being. I had to go all the way around the world to come back home. You know what I mean? Now I, I can do music at home. Now I work with artists back home. And yeah, I see them. you. I see what you're doing. So so yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, that took a while because my come up wasn't home. It was elsewhere. It was it was, yeah. it was Japan. It was in Atlanta. It was in these places. You know what I mean? Like I said, hip hop is very territorial. So to try to get that. To try to get those inroads into Detroit, man, it just took a while, right? It wound up, it, it really wound up uh, being uh, shout out to LB, my manager, um, a guy I met when I was thirteen. You know what I mean? You know, lived right across the street from me. He wound up being a catalyst to me making inroads into Detroit. You know, because he never really left. I mean, he, he moved to Chicago, but he was still very much involved. So, so that's. What happened, man? It took me a long time, bro, to figure out how to develop a relationship with Detroit musically. Yeah, man. I'm. I, I don't know if I ever get back to Miami. Miami is such a weird place, man. And we got so many different. You know, I listen to some of these young dudes down in Miami, the Kodak Blacks, and these dudes. I know I'm far removed from that, man. <laughs> I don't know. Detroit is a little different, though. Y'all got some. You know, I know what y'all got bubbling over there. We really don't have that bubbling. Like in Miami, you know what I, I'm saying? I wish. No, I, I, I understand we come. You know, you exactly know what I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Um, next question. Um, um, next to the last one. Uh, what what advice would you give artists that are in the military now? Um, run your race, man. Uh, no, no, no race is the same. Uh, uh, uh gut check yourself. Gut check yourself. I, you know, if 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 you especially if you don't have a family, like if you young, man, that wildest dream, bro, like dive into that shit head first, like go get it, like forget it. Like you, you don't forget that even if things go bad, it's still you, you still have your intelligence. You still have your ability to work hard. You still have your integrity, your honesty, your, like, it's still you, you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? You'll 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 figure it out. You know, listen, everything that I was scared of happening when I got out of the military happened three times. It did. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you would be worried about from from losing cars to evictions to you know, just yeah. all of it. Like, yeah, it all happened. I'm stopped. Yeah. I, I made it. Like I still like I'm yeah, still you did. Like, you did, like, man. Go through shit, bro. You, you know did. what I mean? You 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 do, but but uh life is a sacrifice, man. Like I, I would I would say, yo, like Pick your sacrifice. If you want to be in the military and you want to do hip hop, 
look at my guy like like he did it like you can do it like it's not yeah. not like you can't yeah. do it like <laughs> you can absolutely run the race of the military and still do hip-hop like yeah. my dude let me tell you something um and i do not say this uh in order to 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 create any fear in any in anyone whatsoever because i hate when people do that shit. but make no mistake about it i advise you to chase your dreams i really do but do not be naive study study the game figure out what's going on man because this shit, these people out it out in the world right <laughs> Like, listen, man, you're dealing with a bunch of people that if not for this would be dead or in jail. Right. So you're dealing with the character of people who, if not for this, be clear, would be dead or in jail. You're dealing with ex-drug dealers, ex-pimps, nightclub owners. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they, like and they did. They do these things to survive. But what I'm saying is, is when you're in the military, you're around a certain a certain culture of people like like yeah. they they. You know they're they're of a certain ilk you dig like yeah. you know you got to test to be in the military you got to go through something in order to arrive there right so it's a yeah. bit of a filtered society right yeah. there ain't no filter out here the filter out here is do you get money or don't you get money or don't you get money <laughs> you <wind> up, <laughs> so you wind up trying to do the simplest business deals right with people that have hurt people you, you know what i mean and and yeah. so um just understand that you can do it you can do it but bro this shit is real like it's very 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 real very real and, and listen georgia is an open carry state i don't know if, i don't know oh, if oh yeah is, you know I what know. i mean so, <laughs> i know so you 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 find yourself in some real ill ill position you know that you didn't you didn't maybe think you'd be in you dig and and, and understand that the money that people are using to get on is dope money. Straight up. Straight you heard. up dope money. What you heard. I'm telling you. The boy is telling you. Listen to me very, <laughs> very. Unless somebody died and left them money, listen to your boy. Until it's real money, it's all dope money. It's oh. all money. All dope money. It, it, and, and so just understand that that's what you're involving yourself with. I did it. I made it. I, I'm still here, right? Yeah. I, I'm still happy as ever. So you can too. I only say those things to hopefully um, wake up something within you, you know, because sometimes the dream will, will will gloss. It'll add a gloss to your to your yeah. to your thoughts. You know what I mean? Until it's until it's four o'clock in the morning and, and 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 you're in the studio and there's some guy that's he's on uppers and downers and he's playing around with his homeboy next to him with a nine. You know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. You know, you like, what is this shit? You, you, know, <laughs> you know, and 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 it's not on TV. It's you. You're right there. You know, and 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 you know, guys that I was, I was, you know, because I went to school. There's a whole lot that we can talk about some other time. But you know, you wind up around people, man, and then they die, dog, and they get murdered and they overdose and all these things that you just don't have nothing to do with while you in the military. No. <laughs> It's, it's just because because it's a filtered society, so that's all I say about that. That's the, that's the advice, man. Run your race, but no shit is real, bro. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I thought the same when I got to. You heard? It's all dope. Like, exactly. Don't, don't kid yourself one bit. I'm not on in the way that I should be because I don't have because dope money doesn't fund what I do. It's that simple. 
I'm absolutely talented enough. I got everything that it takes. What I don't have is the constant cash flow dope of money. dope coming in until it finally breaks through. It's dope money, dog. Yeah, man. I, I understand. I see it. All. I think they got a show out right now talking about it. Yeah. You know what I'm I think they got a new show that just came on right now. But yeah, man, I, I feel you, man. When I went first got to Atlanta, I was seeing Sugarloaf and I saw all these different things that I heard in Outkast albums. But then I realized, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. hood here. And the hood is real down here in Atlanta. So yeah. Absolutely. I came to Miami one time to play to play a beat for uh for uh cool. For cool. Cool, cool, cool. Dre. Yeah. I came down. I came. I came down there and played. And, and, and played. That, that's a whole. My Miami. My, my Miami story is a, is a funny one. But yeah, we yeah. got to talk about that one. Yeah. You know, so I know we got we got limited time here, but we, when we get a bit, yeah. we got to talk about that. I know that's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, man, I got same thing, man. Just just run your race, follow your dream. But yeah, believe it is dope money out here. So last two questions. All right, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into this music. So next to the last question is, I okay. know you a sneakerhead. I yeah. know you are. So, I got some feed, some some pushback a little bit on this sneaker. Okay. But I like this sneaker. You know what I'm saying? First, I was kind of funny about it. Jordan 35. These are Jordan mm -hmm. 35s right here. You know, kind of a little, little bit of the Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Jordan, they got a little Jordan 5 in them, a little bit of 11. You know what I'm saying? Without the shine. But yeah. I put them on the other day and I was like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I'm more a retro guy, man. I, I got yeah, all yeah. the sneakers, man. You know, you know, you already know how I roll. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This shoe, I put this out. And I got some, I got some, some, some negative feedback. Got some good feedback. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just like, look, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to talk to another sneakerhead and see and see what yeah. you think about this Jordan 35. You know, I'm gonna tell you, hip hop chief. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you like Randy Jackson, bro. It's it's a no for me, dog. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a no for me, dog. I, I just uh, nah, man. You know, you know. Uh, uh, it's a go for me, dog. I I, I appreciate I, I appreciate what my guys is has, has done over the years, but let me tell you something, man. When 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 Tinker Hatfield went went off to go do something else, man. Um, uh, when when he don't when he don't get with Tinker, man, he he in danger. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I just bought a kind of like the color, man. I probably hey, won't ever wear it that much, but I, I do I, like the color. Now listen, now listen. I know how much those cost. <laughs> right so i would feel how you feel right now you know what i'm saying hey look i like them they, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I got you bro like i got you you understand but, don't you? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a no dog it's a no it's i a got no. more no's than yes but i'm like all right man i said i'm gonna yeah. come and ask another sneaky head what he think it's all good I, like i said you know so i only own two shoes that wasn't retro. This is one, and I got another pair. And that's about it. You know, so other than that, I probably you know I rock them every now and then. But yes, I just bought it because I like the colors. But. So, man, enjoy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate the honesty. That's what I was looking for. That's why I asked a real, a real, a real, a real head, man. So, the last question before we get to this this, this video, man. We got to get into this video. Uh, and we you can talk about a little bit about it. Well, the last question I got for you, I'm probably gonna ask one more thing and then we get to this. But the question I got for you is what was the first hip hop album that you ever bought? I'm actually really happy you asked me that question. Uh because rest in peace, uh Prince Marky D, because oh. the the first tape I ever bought was the Fat Boys Crushing. Really? 
Yep. First tape I ever bought up at uh up at Damon's Damon's uh music in Detroit up on up on uh Plymouth was uh crushing. Yep. It was that was some of the only hip hop that my mother would let me listen to. Uh was like Heavy D and 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 and, and the Fat Boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh and uh Crushing was my first tape when I wore it out, man. Rest in peace, Prince Marky D from from the Fat Boys, man. For sure, for sure. So I'm wearing this Miami outfit here because I got I'm gonna show you my first. Let me album. see. I got my first album. Okay, okay. I got it right here. The first album I ever bought. There it is. Bam, there it is right there. First album I ever bought. Can you see it? Man, you oh, oh, hey, I know that. Who's I know up? that. Two live yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's classic. I got it right here. The first album I ever bought, 1988. There it is yeah. right there. That's classic. Yeah, that's I keep classic. this as a memory. You know, that's how much I love hip hop right here. I kept the first album I ever bought, Miami Flood Die, right there, 305. So I wore this all until, you know what I'm saying, to pay homage to them. As you so, should. You know I mean? So before I let you talk about your stuff, I just want to say this, man. You know what I mean? Before we get into this video, because I'm really excited about it. It's, it's, it's a dope song. I'm really happy. I know I know uh, my man Black queuing it up right now, you know, getting it ready. But when we first met, man, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I, I think, you know, I don't know if you remember this one time. You, you, we, I think somebody sent us an email or something. And I think you said to me and I, like, look, I want you to be on our street team. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell you, we, me and I, we felt some kind of way about that. We was feeling some kind of way for a while and it kind of... Make, you know what I'm saying, a little angry, maybe some animosity, maybe feeling some kind of way. But I'm gonna tell you this, man. Um, I wanna apologize for those thoughts. And this is why, because um, when, you know, when when you introduced me to Black and how you how much love you showed me with Black, those kind of things, because you no, know, we was MCs. Like, when you was like, be on the street team, we was like, what, what, you know what I'm saying, what, what? You know what I'm saying? And maybe, you know, you probably don't even know, don't remember that time or not, man, but, I just want to say this. I apologize because when you the way you amped me up to, to black man, and you talked about me, man. I was just like, man, I had to call my man up, up like, yo. I mean, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. maybe what we was thinking in our mind wasn't the right thing. And, and so I want to say right here live, I apologize. You know, we you just you just been an outstanding artist. We watched you grow. I mean, just just dope, man. And and and, and you know. It, we, the way you did me that day, the way you introduced me, and the, the reason why I'm sitting here right now on this is because of you. Man. So absolutely. whatever that was, man, I want to apologize for you. Maybe you didn't know that was what it was, but whatever that was, I want to apologize. Yeah, I I accept the apology, man, and and, and uh, I wish I wish I could have whatever I was trying to communicate. I wish I would have done it better. That way, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come off in a in a way, you know. MCs, you know, we got we got some of the biggest egos in the world, you know what I'm saying? And I probably it was probably worded in a way that made it seem like maybe you had to be subservient or something like that. And, and that definitely wasn't what it was. That there, there was a time I was just trying to uh, to build a team in order to make something happen. You, you know what I mean? But I yeah. but I but it but it ain't nothing but and has always been nothing but respect man you yeah. know what i'm saying like like yeah yeah uh, yeah i just want to say it right here i apologize man you know what i'm saying because when you i'm telling you i i had to call my man up like man i didn't know he felt that way i just <laughs> didn't know you know what i'm saying he was like oh he i'm like what i mean i didn't say nothing you were speaking to black for me yeah i didn't say a word and i just like damn this i mean nothing but respect me so i apologize but none of that let's get into this music you know what i'm saying 
go ahead and talk about you talk about the music and, and what we about to look at go ahead yeah i just dropped a single today called never say never uh produced by my guy dj 110 and featuring my guy e smitty um who joined me on the record um I drop a single a week. Every week I put out a new single. Um, but that's not to minimize them as if they don't need to be looked at individually. Uh, but the song is 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 a song about how I've got, about how I guarded my dreams, basically. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, I, I want people to get from this is is to uh guard your dreams, man. Never say never. You know, uh uh nobody, you know, um it's how I've made it through life. Um, uh, my, 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 my dream, um, has got me through the roughest times, man. And, uh, and it, it is, it has been the fuel that has powered me. And so, uh, it's my dedication to anybody out there. Um, and you'll hear kind of a theme throughout my music, even, even, <laughs> even when I'm just getting busy talking shit, I'm still going to put something in there to try to inspire people to stick with it, man, whatever, whatever it is. And that's essentially what this song is, is, is me expressing myself and, 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 and explaining how I've kind of guarded my dreams, man. It's called Never Say Never. It's available on all streaming formats. It's dope. Yeah. So my man, Matt got Well, all right. Never say never unless it's to say Never say never again Only son, yo. Knowing he's the road while I am on the run. Mm. Shiny till I'm called for my appointment on the sun, yeah. I've been told the truth a lot of times. Money make the world move. I thought I had to go around with a lot of grind. I mean, a lot of grind. The cost for two divorces. By the way, they lied about that more fish shit. Get played to help a mortgage. Watch people get laid more than morticians. Look, all I'm saying is who the fuck knows. Opinions you can never trust those. Those who knew me know they should have stuck close. How they work out with that place you had to go. I ain't see a lot in the beginning. Cause my mama never cut the cable on. If we all 
I'ma eat together when I see food I'ma put the whole table on until then Never say never Just to say Never say never I'm preaching out the pulpit All this bullshit got them full quick Looking at you, who is Motherfucker dumb as fuck Whammy bitch, press your luck Family feuding, Steve Harvey smile Oh, you young buck, oh, you Curtis Saying, yeah, yo, get the Lord back So you just a virus type dude Call you Tom Hanks Yeah, say my shit is like the bomb Thanks, Ash Kush, all them dumb pranks I really won't dang I need to get high to fuck with you Yeah Fuck with you, you a peasant Slave to the rhythm Yo, Tony, motherfucking get him Never say never Let's just say Never say never That was dope, right? You can't fool me. You ain't get to this part of the video for nothing. Heat. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Heat. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what I say at the end there, man. Really is 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 from the heart, man. Listen, um, if, if you made it to this to this part, look, uh, people are gonna give up on you. You know. They they just are. They're gonna give up on you, um, man. Don't don't join them. Don't join them, man. Don't don't take the fact that they're giving up on you as a sign that maybe you should also give up on yourself. Um, it's just what people do, man. Like like they around for some people won't, gonna stick with you for a while, but most people gonna fall off. Yeah. You know, and 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 I just want to pass along that that's part of the growth. That's that's part of what happens, you know what I mean? And that, so that's the whole point of that record. You know what I'm saying? And again, shout out to my guy DJ 110 for producing that. He's a great producer um, and and a great DJ. And my guy uh, uh, East Smitty, you know what I'm saying, for lending his talents um, to it too. I got I got a lot more coming with DJ 110 this year too. So y'all look out for that. Man, he I love it. I mean, they got a good message, man. I I, I couldn't wait to play that. I, I heard it for the first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, man! This, Thank you, this got a good message, and it and it got to be put on here, man." Thank you. Um, I appreciate you, my man. On, on the way out, man. Um, you know, uh, throw a little bit of your social media out there. You know, where, where to find some of your music at, so you know we can keep keep up with you. Um, these days I'm just on YouTube. You know, what I'm saying uh, YouTube.com/slash/mrksx. Or just go to YouTube and type in MRKSX. Uh, honestly, uh, whatever you consume, I'll be grateful that you consume it. So you can just go to Spotify, type in MRKS, whatever whatever you'd like to consume. I greatly appreciate it. But I'm, I'm mainly on YouTube. You can get at me there. I have my own website, which is uh, MichiganRapKing.com. Um, you can get me. You can get at me there too. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. If you're on Spotify, uh, follow your boy on Spotify. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 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 about it. That was up, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? Thank you again. Thank you again for coming through another two hour show. 
I wasn't expecting to push it that long, but hey, when you got good yeah, stuff to talk about, it is what it is. Yeah, it's I, organic, I, man. And that's I, how it's got to be. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you, Hip Hop Chief. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, man, as always, salute. Y'all tune in next episode. That was up. Peace I'm out. Gone.